and welcome to West Franklin Talks. My name is Dave Cruz. I am joined by our campus and teaching pastor, Matt Pearson. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Matt. The delays always get longer. <laughs> Keep thinking, maybe he's just not going to say anything this time. <laughs> no, but I'm you just, do. Just thinking. Just, just thinking, yeah. like, do I really want to say hi to these folks? <laughs> That's not them, it's you. No, it's me. Well, I mean, we've already had a small conversation throughout the morning, so anyway, anyway, anyway. Got, All right. You got a little Shekinah glory coming I got, off your face I got a little today, bit of Dave. sun. I got a little yeah. bit of sun from uh, being out in, uh, outside over the weekend. A lot Mom, of, mama's birthday. Mom's birthday was outside. A lot of yard work outside. Um, yesterday, my son had me remow the yard. Okay. <laughs> so, Hope you like your lawnmower. I love my lawnmower. Yeah. Um, didn't necessarily like doing the work twice, but oh well. <laughs> All right, Matt. So let's get to it. We have uh, a listener who has sent me a comment, and Uh-oh. they are taking umbrage with you. Uh oh. <clears throat> My sister is not a Yankee, according to her. Oh, your sister listens to the podcast. My sister listens. You called her a Yankee on uh, Friday's episode, and she <laughs> texted me and said, "I am a transplanted <laughs> Southerner in the Midwest." A transplanted Southerner in the Midwest. Yes. Okay. So she said... And she is where again? She is in Wisconsin. Is and that so, Midwest? So I told her, you know how the South works. If it's above Kentucky, it's in the North. <laughs> and we don't understand if there's anything south, uh, west of the Mississippi <laughs> River. So. No, I know. So my, first, my apologies. Um, but uh, that's just this is kind of how my mind works. So um, it's all good. She yeah. was giving you grief, and yeah. I thought I'm going to lead out with that yeah, one. That's good. So that's so good. yeah. So thanks th- thanks sis for uh, giving me some some ammo t- for, with Matt. So uh, <laughs> let's get back to reality and what we're really here for, which is uh, to talk about West Franklin. Uh, man, this past Saturday, uh, engage Middle Tennessee. Oh man, that was great. It was amazingly good. Yeah. yeah. Josh and his crew put together a good opportunity yeah. for us to engage New Hope. And our people, man, they showed up. They did. About 50 of About us there. About 50 of us there. And, uh, man, they uh, the cleaning that I saw, I need y'all to come to my house. Yeah, for not, real. Not knocking my wife's cleaning, but yeah. I know she would say, I could use a deep yeah. cleaning like that. Did you know our very own Chris Hopkins got on desks, tables, chairs to clean the... The vents. The fence. I lost the yeah, word. I saw you looking at the one up in the ceiling, and I'm like, <laughs> they, they can't see me that? look up. So. But uh, to clean the vents, yes, he got paired with two ladies. Yes, one of which is in school administration, so she knew how to look and where to look for everything. Yeah, and uh, from what I hear, he was he was on top of desks and tables, reaching up to clean. Doing some death-defying acrobatics. There was a lot. There were several kids yes. that helped clean. That was a lot of and fun to watch. look at the animals in the classrooms. And, what was your uh, favorite animal, Matt? <clears throat> Probably the hedgehog. The hedgehog. I finally saw it. That's good. It was kind of tucked away yeah, back, really back under some things. But I, uh, I like that uh, tiger gecko. That was yeah, in one of the classrooms. Cool. That, was, mm-hmm. that was a cool one. Mm-hmm. So so we want to say thanks to those who came out and helped us. We want to say good job to Josh Lynn. Yep. Uh, and uh, Monday night, he um, had the second part of EMT, which we didn't really publicize, but we did some stuff with the uh, Oak Cottage ladies uh, doing a medical dental unit with them. So... Uh, so that that was a good turnout. Mm-hmm. Also, great uh, opportunity to engage that ministry. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we had hoped to have Karen Miller on this coming Friday to talk more about Oak, Oak Cottage and mm-hmm. the ministries there. She's had some things come up. So uh, we're going to postpone her to another date where we can talk more about that ministry. Yeah. But some great things happening yeah. out at Oak Cottage. Uh, also, what's coming up this Sunday, Matt? Well, 
I don't oh. know if this is fair game or not. It might be. It's three West Franklin members that are on a trip, but they're not on a West Franklin specialized trip. But we've got three people that are in Kenya right now. Oh, that's right. Steve Lyons mm -hmm. has been in Kenya for well over a week. Yes. And Ken and Aaron Schaefer. Yes. They are have joined him and uh, will be gone. They're doing mission on the other side of the world right now. Get back on Mother's yeah. Day, if I remember yeah. right. Yeah, uh, Steve and Carol. They did a. Uh, they were overseas for a hundred years, so he's got connections everywhere. Did you just call them old? No, no, they were just there for a long time. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> making sure. Anyway, so I've got connections there, but I think it's pretty cool, and I want to give a shout out uh, when and if they ever listen. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. If. So, so say this is this is Tuesday. Yes. And in what five days? Yes, Sunday. five days is family gatherings. Mm -hmm. The spring version of West Franklin's family gathering. Can't wait. wait. Five to seven outside. God mm -hmm. willing. Bring your chair. Bring your bring your lawn chair. We got. <laughs> Come on, you're just dying. I know it. I saw the juvenile <laughs> look hit your face. We got three food trucks coming. What are the first two? Hogwood and what's the ice cream place? Oliver's. Oliver. I said Oscars yesterday. Yeah, Oliver's. Gah! Close. I heard Oliver's. you say it. I just shook my head. And then the hot dog food truck. Tainers Wieners. There you go. Yes. So all three of those will be here for uh, you to purchase some some food. You're welcome to bring your own food. You can. Um, your own. But why would you do that when you've got Tainers Wieners or Hogwood? Yeah, or Hogwood. There you go. So yeah, we're excited about that. Come join us. You don't have to register now. If you would like to uh, be a part of the child dedication, the baby dedication, you do need to let us know that. Please. Um. So reach out to the to Kelly Davenport, K Davenport at WestFranklinChurch.com. She'll get you hooked up, set up, and all the details that you need to know. Uh, at this point, it's Tuesday. It might be hard for us to accommodate getting pictures up of your child, but that's not the important part. Uh, your child will hopefully be there in person, and we can make that. That'd be good. That'd be nice. But let us know. Yeah, we'd love to get you uh, participating in that. And then just a awareness thing. Did you know that in eight weeks... We will be wrapping up VBS mm. eight weeks away. We'll be wrapping it up. We will be done. Wrap it up. I'll take there it. There you go. Yes. Vacation Bible score to the dates, Dave. Uh, June 21st through the 25th. And we need uh, our listeners to register to volunteer. To volunteer. Uh, child registration is open, but we're still pushing hard for, for volunteers. So it's from 6 to 8 p.m., um, Monday through Friday. Friday is family night, so really it's four nights of, you know, the not quite the norm because it could be a little different, shortened time frame and all that. But you know, two hours, four nights a week, and then Friday night it's family night. Yep. And so we would love for you to come serve with us, to invest in kids, to love them well, and point them towards Jesus. So you can go to westfranklinchurch.com, go to the calendar. Find VBS and the registration links for both children and volunteers will be there. And that'll be amazing. Speaking of amazing, Matt. Yes. You preached Sunday. <laughs> I did. You did. I did. You did. Yeah, I preached Sunday. I preached twice. You did. I did. One of those was amazing. One of them. One of them. Okay, thanks. The other one? Beyond amazing. <laughs> Good cover there. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm a little slick yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Yes. Finished definitely. up the Luke series. So all done with Luke. Yep. You can still read it on your own if you'd like. I would encourage that. But we're not going to preach out of it for probably three or four weeks. Yeah. So um, so new series starts this coming Sunday on? Ruth. The book of Ruth. Old Testament. Four chapter. I listened to it three times this morning. Yeah. 
three different translations. I've been listening to it while I drive in. Incredible mm-hmm. writing. Yeah. Incredible story. Mm-hmm. Um, be one of those, I want to say, make it into a movie, but be one of those, if they made it into a movie, it wouldn't be near as good as the book itself. I mean, there might be some fun action it's scenes. Like, there might be, but there's like there's some things I'm thinking about preaching, and I'm like, I cannot, in, there's, there's no chance I can add color to this. Yeah. Yeah, I can help maybe add some explanation, but it just stands alone. Yeah, and if you don't if you don't spend some time in Ruth, it's easy just to gloss over just how deep it really is. Um, so we'll encourage you as the listener, hey, start reading Ruth with us. Yeah, it's a it's a good little book. But this past Sunday, you wrapped up Luke, the final sermon on the Emmaus Road mm-hmm. in this series, mm-hmm. and let's start with our ever present Tuesday morning question. What's the one thing you hoped or wanted the listener to walk away with? The one thing I wanted our listener to walk away with was the challenge and the invitation to let the resurrected Jesus transform you. And that means you have to be intentional about spending time with him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You. you I think I said a lot of things. You did. But that was the big... The big, the big one. Okay. Um, he is with us when we're with other people. Sure. He's with us in his word, and he is with us, and when he begins to transform us, we are now, you can't help but go out. When your life is changed by something, you make it known. Sure, sure. And I think that, that last statement you just made is what I heard you say the most. Definitely said it the loudest. I was you, you definitely got got the loudest. And, yeah. and sometimes we equate that as the most important part. So, um so within most sermons, we know that you don't always get to say everything you want to say or you have to leave some things on the cutting room floor. Was there anything that you're like, I wanted to say this, I didn't get to it, or anything out of yesterday's or Sunday sermon that you're like, hey, I want to just sit on this for another couple minutes? Well, I was thinking this morning, Dave, actually yesterday and this morning, that I'm I'm so grateful for the podcast because... I don't know if I if I left anything out that I wanted to say. I mean, there's always there's always various insights and thoughts that I that don't make it to the sermon. But the main thing for this week, Dave, is I want to make sure there's the things that I said weren't mistakenly understood. I know exactly or, where you're coming from. Or yes. misunderstood. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I made some so after the Lord's Supper, mm-hmm. I made a several loud statements. Um, those of you that have heard me preach for a while know that I tend to get loud at times. Some would call it yelling. <clears throat> Some would. Some. Um, that's why I can't talk on Monday morning. There you go. Um, I wanted to make the point that these guys on the Emmaus Road took off to Jerusalem after they had walked for hours to get to Emmaus at night to find the other disciples to let them know that they had spent time with the resurrected Jesus and it changed everything. I, I wanted to communicate that they didn't need a book to mm-hmm. read. They didn't need training. They didn't need a seminar. They didn't need an app. Jesus changed them, and that changed everything, and they had to make it known. What I didn't want to communicate is that those things aren't necessary. Exactly. I think I said those things have their place. Yes. The disciples were trained. Mm-hmm. Luke 10. Yes. Um, the disciples were trained. The disciples had to be taught. Mm-hmm. So there's places for it. We need more tools in our tool belt on how to share the gospel. 
And there is a big difference. I use the illustration of a girl getting engaged, uh, a grandparent having a grandchild, and me having a coffee-cured filet. Right. Those, those things are they're, they're similar, but there's difference. It, 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 it carries a greater eternal value when you talk about Jesus than it does a steak. Yeah. I get that. Oh, yeah. And so we need to be better equipped, not denying that. What I wanted to communicate was sometimes I think we make excuses that because we haven't been trained right. or haven't read a book or haven't gone to a seminar that we can't. That's not true. I am zealous for our people, for myself, for my family, to spend time with Jesus and let Jesus change us and let that be the lead indicator. And I totally agree with you. I mean, that which has captured your heart is what you're going to talk Correct. about. Yes. And and so, you know, there are life moments like your engagement illustration mm-hmm. that captures your heart mm-hmm. for a season mm-hmm. until the I do's happen and then right. marriage captures your heart, hopefully forever. And then 20, so. 25 years, you're just getting... More excited, more excited. More excited, more excited. And love, uh, love you, babe. There you go. That that was to Katie, not to me. <laughs> so thank you for that clarification. So that that's good. That's good. Um but even in the process of moving from engagement to marriage, mm-hmm. most folks are taking time to figure out, well, what does it mean to be married? Great point. Yeah. And so it's not like you just have it figured out automatically. Mm-hmm. You know, um I, I I shared, I'm a musician. I love music. Well, the reality is I love it, but if I want to get better at it, mm-hmm. I have to spend great, time great figuring yeah. out how mm-hmm. to get better at mm-hmm. it. And so I love Jesus, but I don't always know exactly how to bridge some of the gaps mm-hmm. of, of how do you answer those questions? Where are the resources I can turn to to help people better understand this is what I'm talking about? Yes, my passion will come out about Jesus, but there's moments that I have to take time to make sure that I can articulate mm-hmm. my passion for Jesus. Yep. I'm going to pick on you for a second, so don't, don't get mad, because no. you always do when I pick on Auburn a little bit. There are moments when Auburn is doing something well or poor uh-huh. that you can't get your words out. <laughs> well, you're either Maybe so, I can, but there's people in the room, and I can't say Okay, it. well, either you're so <clears throat> excited or you're so frustrated, you just get tongue-tied mm-hmm. about what Auburn is or is not doing I don't doubt your passion. Mm-hmm. That's very evident in those moments. But in those moments, you needed another little something, a prod, a tool, a resource to help you articulate what I'm thinking, what you're thinking. Yeah. And sometimes that's how it is with us and our passion for Jesus. We get so excited about who he is, what he's doing, uh, just what he means and what his life, his sacrifice offers to mm-hmm. people that we get tongue-tied or so tripped up or so overwhelmed that we're like, I don't even know where to begin. Mm-hmm. And that's what these resources mm-hmm. are about. Those are, those are great analogies, Dave. And that's the, that's the main thing I would want to come on this podcast to, to talk about is I didn't spend a whole lot of time talking about what they do. Sure. I wanted to, because the text is very clear. They took off running and right. because they had just been changed. And um, again, if you only have 30 minutes in a day, I would rather you pick up your Bible and ask Jesus to meet you in the text sure. than to read a uh, 30 minutes in a How to Share the Gospel book. Sure. Now, granted, we all have more than that. We, yes. we make time for what's important. Yes. But my point is I want people to spend 
I long for us all to spend time with Jesus. Okay, so that that's one side of the coin, mm-hmm. the the being equipped and resourced and knowing how to. Mm-hmm. I think there's a flip side of this coin though, and that's the accountability. Well, I was going to get to that. Okay, and I'm so I'm glad you mentioned that. I don't mean to interrupt you. No, but I had several people say to me after the service yesterday um, that they they loved the sermon because they don't like the accountability, and um, that that's my words, not theirs. So. If you if you're listening to this and wondering if it's you, those, that's kind of my, my that's how thoughts. you interpreted what they told you. And the more I think about that, the more we have to hold each other accountable. Exactly. Um, there has to be accountability. You cannot read Paul's letters to the churches in the New Testament and not see that he is holding them accountable for what he has taught them, right? For what he has called them to do, for what God has placed them there to do, right? And the fact of the matter is, we've done a pitiful job of holding each other accountable, and which is probably why we're not seeing many baptisms. I would why agree. We're, why we're not seeing a whole lot of life change and a whole lot of outsiders becoming insiders is because we're just kind of going through the motions and not challenging, not putting a, I hate to use the word standard, but a gracious standard out there mm-hmm. and calling people to meet it. Well, and, and when you think about our mission and our vision, there's there's accountability there. Oh yeah. Five hundred thousand gospel conversations. Uh-huh. Holy moly. Yeah. And that's not gonna happen without accountability. Right. Because you and I both know the human nature is to take the path well, of least resistance. I'm I'm gonna play devil's advocate Please with you do. because the the listener who's who who would argue that and say, Well, that's not biblical. Right. That that number is just something Brentwood came up with. Right. Um, I would say yes. And so I would say back, and you can comment as well, that you're correct. It is a Brentwood number, mm-hmm. but it's a Brentwood number put out there as a means of helping us fulfill the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, it's a way to say, hey, we believe if every member had a couple of gospel conversations a quarter, we could reach this, or a month we could reach this, and it's a it's a way for us to um, Encourage, challenge, push one another. I mean, that's all through the text. Yeah, and, and so the New Testament, I should say. You're much more gracious when people make those kind of comments. Well, that's not biblical because I will quickly start pointing out. Well, stained glass isn't biblical. Pews aren't biblical. Uh, bathrooms probably aren't biblical. Uh, AC is not biblical. Sound sound systems aren't biblical. Um, pianos and organs are not biblical. What? So if you want to go that route, then you really need to be prepared to start looking at everything we're doing and go: Is this really in the Bible? And at that point, we're going to become Church of Christ. Oh. And I know a lot of our folks have issues with Church of Christ. Yeah. So let's yeah. be careful when we start going, that is or is not biblical, because, well, you opened that door for me to start pointing out your pets mm. that maybe aren't biblical either. You're, you're much more gracious about it than I am. <laughs> <laughs> be careful when you say something's not biblical. Yes. In other words, yeah. And, and so, you know... I don't know why we would not want accountability. Um, I, I'm thinking on my life in terms of accountability. Uh, we didn't say this the other day. I'm diabetic. I need to watch what I eat, and I need to watch how or do do my exercises. Mm-hmm. I'm horrible at both of those things. I like my carbs, and I do not like walking. Mm. <laughs> I need accountability. Mm. I have a lovely wife who helps hold me accountable to those things. Mm-hmm. Same thing when it comes to talking about my faith. Mm-hmm. I need accountability. And now here's what I'm I'm afraid people hear us say when we say, well, we're going to hold you. We want accountability for gospel conversations. 
I think people here say, well, you just want to measure my numbers. Mm. Here's the reality. I'm holding you accountable to your relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Not how many people are you telling about Jesus, mm-hmm. but do you know him? Do you love him? Is he really the center of your your heart, your passion? That's when you become the evangelist. Yeah. So it's not, I'm not, I want you to go have gospel conversations. Yes. If you tell me that you're having some, I'm going to celebrate that. Mm-hmm. I want to hold you more accountable. How's your time with Jesus? Mm-hmm. How's that relationship with Jesus? How is that impacting your personal life? And then how is that impacting your interaction with others? Yeah. That's where the accountability comes. And I think a lot of our folks, not just at West Franklin, but in the church, we we play the game of, well, I got saved. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. That's all that needs to be worried about. And that's wrong. Yeah, it is. Um, I referenced this at the end of my sermon yesterday. The, the scripture, I didn't reference the scripture. I mean, I didn't give the scripture address, mm-hmm. but the scripture that I was talking about is Matthew 7. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When Jesus returns and and um, he will look at many and say, I don't, I never knew you. Yeah. And they'll start spouting off all these things they did for him. Right. Um, and it scares me to death yeah. I, that, that people that trusted Christ when they were eight-year-old got dunked and then just moved on saying everything's hunky-dory. Well, you know, we are saved by faith, mm-hmm. uh, by, by grace through faith alone. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. But if it's a true, genuine understanding of salvation, you want him. Yes. A lot. Uh, I've I encountered this a lot working with teenagers. Mm-hmm. A lot of people view salvation as the end game. Mm-hmm. And the reality of it is, it's the first step. Mm-hmm. If, if you stop pursuing Jesus at salvation... You've missed the point. Yeah, yeah, it's it, true. It is the first step in that relationship, yeah. and so then you got to go discover everything else Jesus is calling us to as His followers, mm-hmm. as His disciples. Mm-hmm. Well, and we've talked about that ad nauseum. Go, make disciples, mm-hmm. baptize in my name, teach them. Yeah. You know, grow the kingdom. The fact of the matter is. Not not everybody, of course, is going to be open to the gospel. I get that. There's going totally to be people that, that we live in a country where most people will be okay with us talking about it right at, right now, but not everybody's going to be open to, right. to the gospel. However, I I believe that every human being longs to be whole, mm-hmm. longs for true shalom type peace, right. longs to know that they are loved unconditionally. And that's what the gospel does. It's what it's what Je- it's who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. What he does for us, as that arrests our hearts, we will become more and more able to articulate. Yes, and have a longing. We we will have a deep love for our neighbor, for our coworker, for our lost friend, for our lost family member, and be like, I know how you can have these things. Right. It's in Christ. Again, yes, I, I understand why why people say that's not biblical or I don't like the accountability or um, I don't like the the systems that are in place and and uh, to an extent I see their their point but that's not what I was communicating yesterday right we need these things they aren't the end all but we need these things to help us stay on track to move us where we believe God's calling us to go to be who we believe God's calling us to be. You cannot read the New Testament and not see Paul and other writers not hold each other accountable to a 
gospel grace driven standard of here's who you are now. Right. Be this. And those that weren't, I mean, how many times did Paul say, I handed him over to the devil? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's big. And that's accountability. And so, anyway, that's that's one of the main things I wanted to say on the podcast. There you go. Yeah. And we've said it. Yeah, yeah, we have. And hopefully we feel better now that we've said it. <laughs> well, please, if there still needs to be clarity, reach out to us. Yes. Let us, let us help you with this. Uh, you help us with this. Main thing, be with Jesus. Open your Bible. Read it. As you're opening, say, Jesus, speak to me. He's alive. He's out of the tomb. Mm-hmm. He will. And he will. Yeah. And we have. And we want to say thanks for being with us today on, uh, what's this podcast name? West Franklin Talks. West Franklin Talks. Hey, we'll be back Friday with another uh, interview with someone out of our church. And uh, we are excited about that. Even though we don't know who it is at this moment. <laughs> It'll be great. Hey, in the meantime, you be good, you be safe, and may the Lord bless you and keep you.